Mark V. Smith, author of The Process. Thank you again for joining me today for a new message in my series, The Process. If you missed any of the acronyms and or messages in this series or the prior series, which was The Foundation, The Perfect Storm, Where Do We Go From Here, Why Not Me, and Procrastination the Thief of Time, they all can be heard on several streaming outlets such as Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, as well as others. Please, please search for Mark Smith, The Process, to revisit and or listen to those messages. Well, part of each message that I deliver hinges on something that is a central component and very significant. See, I've dedicated this year to invoking the change that I personally need to enact to make sure that this is legacy changing actions, not just in 2022, but beyond. But in, in embracing this, I would be remiss if I didn't set you up for success. Wouldn't you agree? So I've created a global, global mission statement that reads, grab that pen. In my life, I've learned not only who I am, but what I am. This allows me to understand the why in my process and to accept the blessings received to say, if I only knew then what I know now. See, part of uh, understanding this begins with the, the enjoying the everyday journey of life and its lessons that are learned from uh, each of its adventures. And I'm sure you're saying right now, Mark, those were, those were and still are some tough ones that I had to learn. Oh, I know exactly what you how you feel. However, if I or you revisit each of those experiences, I think we both agree that it helps us all identify who we are and hopefully it helps uh, guide us to what we're called to do. Something else that, that Legacy Changing Actions in 2022 does is it allows me to understand that this is not all by chance but offers additional clarity to why I've experienced some of the things in my life. And while they, the experiences have been similar to others, it perhaps were, they were astronomically so very different. It alone was my process to embellish as the blessings that's designed for me to be. Now, again, for additional uh, details on those acronyms that I listed above, please revisit those outlets that I just mentioned. If you recall, I told the story in the process season two, which was the perfect storm about me listening at the top of the stairs on Sundays when my father had his friends over to watch football. I mentioned uh, hearing them drop small, small hints of knowledge during the games as they knew I was at the top of the stairs and they knew I was listening intently. See, my mother thought I was spying, but I've always considered myself a sponge for pertinent information. <laughs> Heck, if this was something that could save me from doing things wrong, I was all for it. There was um one Sunday that I would never forget that started just like many others, but my parents did not know how that Sunday changed my life. See, my mom got up, fixed breakfast for my father and I, then scurried off to church, kissing us both goodbye but we knew she would be back uh, around 2 p.m. that day. My dad, who most of the time stayed in the living room in his recliner, did his traditional things, put on his Cleveland Brown shirt and his hat, 
then headed downstairs to get ready for his company that was going to be coming by during one of the games that day. Tagging along (laughs) while I could, I went downstairs to help him get things set up for the day. Things like making sure the beer in the refrigerator was getting cold, to making sure the peanut machine was full of fresh, warm cashews. Even though I knew the answer, (laughs) I thought I would take a chance and ask if I could just stay down there and watch the games. (laughs) Of course, I got the same look on his face with the simple reply, nope. So, as I turned and headed back upstairs, he set the stage with something as I got midway to the top of the stairs. He told me, he said, by the way, we think we listen." but we rarely do listen with real understanding. Yet listening of this very special kind is one of the most potent forces of change that I know. Wow, if I only knew then what I know now. As I um, got to the top of the stairs, I sat in his chair up there and started to think about what he was really saying to me, but really tried to uncover the purpose of that comment that he just that he just gave me a few moments later the doorbell rang and the first guest of the day his good friend and military brother Donald Rutledge he was uh, always in a great mood whenever I saw him no matter what was going on <laughs> plus every time he came over he would slide me a five dollar bill you know as I let him in he could sense that I was kind of perplexed And as he called me Holmes Jr., he asked what was going on with me. When I began to explain what my father said, he stopped me, (laughs) began to laugh, then smiled and said, you'll never want to tell someone you know what they mean without really knowing the journey they've endured. New. Knowing does not erase wisdom. That's my message for today. Let's start with the first letter in New, which is K. And I said, that's knowing. Well, I guess you could say I was official greeter because for the next 45 minutes, hence friends all showed up to watch the games. See, back in those days, we had basic cable. So you could only see the games that were regionally televised. Unlike today with NFL Sunday ticket, whereas you can watch every game that's played, we were forced to watch the Browns or the Bengals unless they played each other that Sunday, which was a good thing as we had a chance to see a different team play. With um, almost everyone finally in the basement, I could take my traditional spot at the top of the stairs to receive the lesson of the week. Somehow during a somewhat boring conversation, the topic of do you really know who you are came up. Honestly, I was very perplexed how this topic even would come into play. But understanding what I know now, I'm positive that comment was designed to give me the tools to eventually answer that question myself. The concept of knowing with confidence who you are takes many years of development. I mean, most of us just don't wake up and say, I know the path of life that has chosen for me. It becomes a gradual infiltration in our growth. Wouldn't you agree? In my personal journey, I've learned life is about periods of not knowing and having to change. 
It is taking the moment and often making the best of it and being at peace with knowing what's going to happen next. My father had another good friend that was there, Bill Baker. Bill and my father had a long history of being friends. They even worked together at one point. Bill, like Donald Rutledge, always dropped future words of knowledge that would benefit me and be beneficial in the acceptance of knowing who I was. I recall hearing his comment in the basement saying, the problem in my life and other people's lives is not knowing the absence of knowing what to do, but the absence of doing it. Let me repeat that. The problem in my life and other people's lives is not not the absence of knowing what to do, but the absence of doing it. I find that so paramount today in the world that we live in, and it substantiates the conversations that I have that always center around the word consistency. One of the things today that I keep in mind is that we all must learn to know ourselves, to search realistically and regularly the, that possesses or that processes of what is in our own minds and in our feelings. Also, in the quest of knowing yourself, it leads to the beginning of all wisdom. See, all this information that was being shared, man, and the game hadn't even started yet. If I only knew then what I know now. Let's go to the other letters, some of the other letters, excuse me, which is the N and the E. In new, which was does not erase. Something else <laughs> that I knew was about to occur was a call to go outside in the garage and bring down more cold beer. And just as kickoff began, that information was bellowed. I often wonder how I still remember these specific conversations. See, these life changing words of, of life that were spoken to me. See, I speak in detail personally of the blinders that I kept on my own vision that led to some tough consequences early in life. Although they occurred and I paid dearly, this does not erase the responsibility to share wisdom with others as it was shared with me. Another one of the elders that was downstairs was my uncle Treddy, who coincidentally was in the military with my father. Then later married one of my mother's sisters. When you get him, Donald Rutledge, Bill Baker, and Harold White, who hasn't came yet, in the same room, there was going to be a lot of swearing, but some valuable information that was always going to be shared. See, they have always said that the best classroom of the world is at the feet of our elders. And believe me, school was really about to go in session. He, my Uncle Treddy, met me at the top of the stairs to get that beer that I went to go, had to go outside and get. And ask the simple question, are you getting your cup full today? You know, my thought process was not only was I getting the cup full, but it was soon to be overflowing with the information that does not erase from the soul. A clear message that I understand from their conversations was if I tried to erase the mistakes of my past, I would also be erasing the wisdom of my present. But before he turned and walked down the stairs, he said something simple. He said, never allow anyone to make you a prisoner within your own spirit. Now, as a 13 year old boy, I felt that was a unique statement for me to attempt to process. 
In asking him for clarification or what did he mean, <laughs> I was told I would understand shortly. You know, that statement, I must admit, took me well over 40 years to understand and fully comprehend. What he was trying to tell me was no matter what was going on in my life, be proud of who I was. He was saying progress does not erase your past, but does not allow others to hold your past in the same stage as your present. See, these were the timeless messages that aren't shared anymore in society. And what is it going to take to get those days back? Have these conversations in our homes. Leaving me with even more to ponder. <laughs> I went back downstairs. Or excuse me, back upstairs and went back in the living room to watch the game. Well, it wasn't too long after that when the last of the Sunday crew knocked on the door. My dad's friend, Harold White. Now, I refer to each of my father's friends as my uncles, as each one of them looked at me not just as Cornelius and Leona's son, but as literally one of their own sons, too. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever met that person that the party really didn't start till they walked in? <laughs> that would be Uncle Harold, who always let you know <laughs> he was in the room. But before he went downstairs, he said, boy, I need to talk to you for a minute. Unsure of what he wanted to discuss, he began to talk about how my mom and dad were very proud of me and some of, the, of my decisions in life thus far. Well, I guess they didn't know everything or they just kept some of the punishments quiet. <laughs> then he caught me off guard with the next thing he said. He said, Mark, never worry about being perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. That is why there's there's an eraser on every pencil. Mm. An eraser on every pencil. But I know so well that the choice to disrespect yourself does not erase so quickly and can leave scars and take longer to cover. Man, filled with even more questions, he gave me a hug and went downstairs, leaving me with an additional gold nugget to recall in the future. So as I mentioned from the start, my young spirit told me that today was not going to be your typical Sunday, but one of significance in my life. As I positioned myself back at the top of the stairs, I heard the topic of the decisions of the past. <laughs> Heck, I even heard once someone say what we're talking about now, if I only knew then what I know now. You know, I can't recall who initiated the conversation, but I remember Harold saying something that sticks with me today. He said, erase your negatives, correct your mistakes and rewrite your story. See, that statement has got me through some adverse times and helped me redirect my thinking. You know, I think we all wish we could erase some dark times in our lives, but all of our life's experiences, bad and good, make us exactly who we are. Erasing everything uh, or anything of life experiences would be a great mistake. Therefore, a question arises is, would you want to know how your life would turn out if you already newest outcome great question to ponder let's go to my last letter in new which is the w and i said that stands for wisdom well things kind of quieted down for a while after harold made the statement about erasing things in our past but i knew <laughs> the grand finale of daily wisdom was forthcoming 
As most individuals young or old would pay for this priceless information, I didn't really know until later in life how valuable my eavesdropping would be. See, we don't receive wisdom. We must discover it for ourselves after a journey that no one can take for us or spare us from experiencing. I don't think you got that. We don't receive wisdom. We must discover it for ourselves after a journey that no one can take us for or spare us from experiencing. But it also comes in the most likeliest places for me, like at the top of the basement stairs. Short of uh, me going down the stairs to tell them to get on with it, I was waiting impatiently to take in what was coming next. And at that moment, I heard Bill Becker say, how many times do you think we bumped our heads just to get it right? <laughs> if that comment wasn't directed for me to hear, I don't know what was. It was almost scripted, but, but uh, guess what? I was all ears for the answers to this one. I heard someone say, I, and I think it was Uncle Harold, that said there were too many times to count. Donald and Uncle Treddy said that there weren't enough fingers and toes in the world to count theirs. Then I heard my dad ask them how long did it take for them to accept the eight pieces of wisdom. <laughs> they all laughed. And I heard Harold say <laughs> he still is working on them. Intently, intently listening. I was crossing my fingers. He would share those eight rules just as he knows, knew I was listening. He asked if they remembered what each of them were. And I think that was because he knew I needed time to grab a pencil and piece of paper. So number one was words are powerful. Use them wisely. Number two, people come and go, but the right ones stay. Number three, you are doing enough, even if it doesn't feel like it. Number four, failure is when you don't try. Number five, random acts of kindness makes everyone feel better. Number six, live for today, not for tomorrow. Number seven, never look back. There is nothing near for you. And number eight, overthinking kills happiness. Wow. Eight powerful, powerful pieces of wisdom. See, I've shared these eight pieces of wisdom hundreds of times. And time and time again, I see a look of a completion come over individuals faces. It seems like so simple, these simple principles. But in all actuality, how many of us can say that we enact these on a, on a consistently basis? With my mother coming home soon and knowing she was going to tell me to stop listening, I hustled back toward uh, my room filled with so many gems of wisdom that outlast the test of time. See, I believe today's visit was designed to have me seek the wisdom, not knowledge. See, knowledge is of the past, but wisdom is for the future. Let me close with the story that I think will help make sense of everything that, that uh, I was given today. See, once uh, upon a time, there was a psychology professor that walked around on a stage while teaching stress management principles to an auditorium filled with students. As he raised a glass of water, everyone expected they'd be asked the typical question, glass half empty or glass half full question, right? We've all heard that. Instead, with a smile on her face, the professor asked, how heavy is this glass of water I'm holding? 
Students shouted out answers ranging from eight ounces to a couple pounds. <laughs> but she replied, from my perspective, the absolute weight of this glass doesn't matter. It all depends on how long you hold it. If I hold it for, for a minute or two, it's fairly light. If I hold it for an hour straight, it might wait or the weight might make my arm ache just a little. If I hold it for a day straight, my arm will likely cramp up and feel completely numb and paralyzed, forcing me to drop the glass on the floor. In each case, the weight of the glass doesn't change, but the longer I hold on to it, the heavier it feels to me. As the class shook their heads in agreement, she continued, your stresses and worries in life are very much like this glass of water. Think about them for a while and nothing happens. Think about them a bit longer and you begin to ache a little. Think about them all day long and you will feel completely numb and paralyzed and capable of doing anything else until you drop them. Knowing does not erase wisdom. New comes in the smallest forms like the fixation on a glass of water. It's important to remember to let go of your stresses and worries. No matter what happens during the day, as early in the evening as you can, put all, cast all your burdens and put them down. Don't carry them through the night and into the next day with you. If you still feel the weight of yesterday's stresses, it's a strong sign. It's time to put that glass down. Man, <laughs> wisdom that I knew if I only knew then what I know now. See, I've been so enriched from those types of Sunday afternoon conversations in my life. For many years, I didn't know when these talks would be applicable, but they have all actually been instrumental every single day. See, the weekly eavesdropping helped shape my global mission statement. Remember what that was? Let me tell you again. That's in my life. I've learned not only who I am, but what I am. This allows me to understand the, the why in my process and to accept the blessings received to say, if I only knew then what I know now. <laughs> the acronym new. Knowing does not erase wisdom. It needs to be a continuous reminder in all of our lives to make sure we aren't stagnant any longer, which uh, can all be in our mind. What is factual is that whatever you hold on in your mind will tend to occur in your life. If we continue to believe as we always believed, guess what? We will continue to act as we always acted. If we choose to act as, as we have always acted, we will continue to get what we've always gotten. If we honestly want different results in our lives or our work, we all must do or we all must do to change and change our mind and grasp that knowing does surely does not erase wisdom. See, there are people in your circle right now today that are counting on us to offer them the hope that they will will not. They might that they will get through. Share this message with them. Show them that their concurrent plight is temporary and not finite. Remember, please remember, remind them that there's no matter how this may seem, how it may look, how it will is going. It will end. But always tell them and remind them that your why is greater than your situation, which is part of your process. To my wife, Tasha, to my mom, Mama Sarah, I love each of you very much and thank you again for your support. To our children, our grandchildren, 
Papi Noma, I love you. And we will see you soon. Take this time, this time today, this time tomorrow, this time this year to reflect on the power and resolve of saying, if I only knew then what I know now. You know why? Because change truly begins and ends within to ensure we embark on the actions that remain concurrent, consistent with legacy changing actions in 2022 and beyond. God bless you. And I will speak with you soon.